Welcome to Med Trainer, a podcast designed to help prepare you for the USMLE. We provide concise, quality medical lectures designed to help you excel on USMLE Step 1, 2CK, and 3. Each podcast focuses on one high-yield topic followed by review questions. Visit our website at medtrainer.org for more information. Trainer. I am Dr. Grinder Sadu, and today we're going to discuss some study tips for the USMLE Step 1. Many review books have a short section with the tips for the exam, but I don't tend to find them very helpful. Telling someone to get a good night's sleep before the exam is easier said than done. Let's start with tips to help you get through practice questions. One of the worst pieces of advice I ever heard was that you should read the stem of the question and come up with an answer before you look at the answer choices. Although this probably works with most multiple choice standard tests, this type of device does not get you very far in step one. The most important thing you can do when answering a question is spend the majority of your time reading the stem. I can't stress how many students speed read through the stem and spend most of their time trying to make the answers fit the question. We also found that when most students speed through the stem, they often miss important details that are very important to answer the question. Make sure the stem fits your answer. Don't make sure your answer fit the stem. We also recommend that you pace yourself and if you don't know an answer mark it and move on. Sometimes time can be a really big issue on this type of test. You can always come back to do it later but you don't want to waste your time on a question you may not know and sacrifice a question you could have gotten correct. One of the biggest mistakes that we see students do is change their answers. I can't stress how much you should not change your answer unless you're absolutely sure or you have new information that the new answer is correct. One question could be the difference in passing and not passing or getting a high score versus a lower score. Also ensure that you do timed blocks including tutor mode. It is important to have a very good time management skills especially on the day of the exam. A lot of students actually wonder if you get a question wrong it does go against you so it's not you know or if you don't answer a question not answering question, the answer will be wrong. So try to answer. If at the end you have no time left at all, just try to mark something because you'll still have a small percentage chance of getting it right. In the next lecture, we'll discuss in depth about the study materials we recommend and how to best utilize those resources. Without sounding cliche, I want to mention that it is not the amount of hours that you study, but how much you are able to do in those hours that matter the most. This is important to remember, especially when you hear your friends tell you they study for 11 hours, when they study for 12, 13 hours. Everyone studies differently, and you should focus on maximizing your time with the most information. You should pace yourself during your study time and don't get burnt out. We recommend taking an evening off every week to watch a movie or hang out with friends. Also, make sure you are mentally and physically healthy during this time. We can't stress how important it is to exercise while studying, Make time, go to, make time to go to the gym or go for a run. I guarantee it will help you handle the stress. Studying for the step one can be one of the most stressful periods in your life and it's important to take care of yourself and those around you. The day before the exam can be nerve-wracking and although many resources will tell you to take the day off and relax, this may not work for most people, myself included. I, for one, found it less stressful to study the day before my step one and found that a lot of the stuff I'd studied ended up my, on my exam, so do what feels right for you. As for the exam day, remember to get to the test center early and don't forget your permit. We will give you a quick rundown of what to expect when you get to the Prometric Center as most resources don't discuss this and I may 
you know, I feel that it may lessen your stress knowing what happens when you get there. It can be pretty scary. You will first check in at the counter for your exam at the Prometric Center where they'll look at your ID and your permit. The person sitting behind the counter will give you a locker key to place your items in that you brought with you. So usually your first aid or your wallet, phone, things like that. You can place all the items in your pocket inside the locker, such as your wallet, minus your driver's license, and permit because you'll need those later. Cell phone and, like I said, books. If you brought some, next you will be taken to another room where you'll be properly checked in. The clerk will take your ID and permit and ask you to pull out your pockets and use a metal detector on you. After this, you will take a picture and give a thumbprint. The clerk will then tell you the rules, including how to signal the clerk by raising your hand if you need any help inside. You will sign into a sheet where the clerk checks your signature compared to your driver's license or passport. You will be given two erase boards, two whiteboard pens, and be told to write your candidate information number or CIN, which will be assigned on one of those sheets. Every time you log into the computer for the first or after a break, you will be asked to enter the CIN number. Also, every time you go for a break or come back, you will be asked to sign in and out, take a fingerprint, and check with the metal detectors, and have to take your pockets out. I hope this helps you understand what happens in the process, because it is important to help your stress level. As mentioned in the previous podcast, you will have eight blocks plus a 15-minute tutorial. Like we mentioned in that lecture, we recommend you skip the tutorial, and that extra time will be added to your break time, giving you a total of one hour instead of 45 minutes. The great thing about the exam is that you can pace yourself, meaning you can do two blocks, take a break, or three blocks and take a break. We have heard from many students, and I feel like the optimal way to use your break time is to first do two blocks in a row, take a break, then do the next two blocks, and then take lunch. Return after lunch, do two more blocks, take your last break, and then come back and finish up with your last remaining block. Remember what we said, the eighth block is actually just a survey, so don't let that throw you off. We also want to mention at this time, that one block will be experimental questions, meaning that they will not count towards your score. Unfortunately, no one knows which block or set of questions this block is, so it's best not to think about it. We hope this has helped, and we will continue to add more tips as we go along in this lecture series. If you have any questions or comments, or tips of your own, please email us at info at or visit our website. We hope you found this informative, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you.